Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in SoCal High School Sports Podcast, powered by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Connor Morissette. Believe has shows dedicated to all of your favorite L.A. sports teams. Our shows are available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please remember to rate and subscribe. Today, sitting right in front of me, I have former Long Beach Poly basketball player and now assistant student manager at Cal State Fullerton, Ruben Williams. He wants to be a future Division I basketball coach, a really great goal. Ruben, how's it going? Thank you so much for joining me. Man, Connor, thanks for having me, bro. I covered some Long Beach Poly games this year, and you came right up to me, approached me, and then at the Beach City Hoops All-Star game last week, you came up, you talked to me. Introductions, connections mean so much to you. You want to connect with as many people as you can in the basketball scene. Why is that so important to you? Uh, well, first, man, I introduced myself to you uh, because I seen you on Twitter, um, and I wanted to put a face to a profile, um, and you're doing such a great job, and I wanted to kind of introduce myself uh, to you before you got too big time. <laughs> uh, but to, to answer your question, man, the, the reason why I try to connect with different people um, is because I learned that in this business, it's all about building relationships um, and just kind of like putting yourself out there and, and making yourself vulnerable uh, because with every conversation, man, it, there's the likelihood that you'll learn something. Um, and I kind of put my hat on being like a lifelong learner um, and just always trying to grow. Um, so that's kind of why I put myself out there and try and build relationships. And that's so important. And for me, when I first moved out here for my job, I would introduce myself to some other writers yeah. or just people I saw covering high school sports like I was. And months would go by and they'd say, hey, that introduction really meant a lot, and now I'm glad we're kind of on the same page. Because you can just kind of show up and be in the same space as someone, but yeah. if you don't connect, it can be a little weird. So exactly. I always really appreciate when you would reach out to me, and uh, here we are. I don't think this would happen if uh, we didn't do that. I so, appreciate you for allowing me, man. You're, you're a great dude, man. Every time we kind of connected, you always had great conversations. So right. I appreciate you. Appreciate it. So you're not shy about your goal of becoming a Division One basketball coach. You're 21 years old. How long has that been your goal and why is that your goal? Um, ever since my senior year of high school. Um, my senior year of high school, uh, I coached for the AU program, Los Angeles Elite. Um, as an 18-year-old senior, I was a 17. I was coaching 17s. Um, we had a really good year. We were successful. I won a couple of tournaments. Um, and just for me, that kind of showed, like, being close to age relatively um, can lead to success. Um, especially, like, coaching, you kind of, like, listen to that voice more. Not necessarily more, but you, you understand that voice is more relatable. Um, you can have success with doing so. So I love the game of basketball. Um, I love it as a player, but from as a coach, it's a different perspective, and I love that perspective and seeing that. Um, so I kind of wanted to take it to the highest level. And for me, uh, the highest level is all, all obviously NBA, um, but just like being able to like kind of like have a huge relationship um, and kind of like mentor young men is something that I want to do because I really appreciate those that have mentored me. Who have who has molded you as uh, as coaches? I mean, Shelton Diggs, your high school coach at Long Beach Poly, certainly comes to mind. But you know, I don't think you'd be here wanting to be a D one coach, like you said, without having uh, some great coaches who who've really helped you. So who's uh, who's helped you and, and made you want to become a coach? Um, well, first and foremost, man, Shelton Diggs. Shout out to my guy Shell, um, the head coach at Long Beach Poly. He's had a huge, a huge impact on me as a coach. Um, he was actually the first person that hired me as an assistant coach at the high school level. I was the assistant coach at Long Beach Poly, um, and just he kind of like took me under his wing. Um, one, the greatest thing that I, that Shell has done for me is he's allowed me to coach. 
um, especially as a head coach. Like he's allowed me to grow, uh, to grow my voice, um, to make mistakes, to lead a practice, um, to just kind of be in different scenarios as a coach to kind of like eventually help me grow. And I, I'm in debt for him forever. Uh, some other guys, uh, Phil Beckner. Uh, Phil Beckner, he was the associate head coach at Boise State last year. Um, he's been a huge mentor to me as far as like the player development um, side of things. Uh, last summer, he kind of gave me a huge opportunity. He let me come down to L.A. with him. He was working on Damian Lillard, for, and this is my first time being with him. He let me come down to L.A. Um, and I was just rebounding for him and just kind of like being around him and being that around that environment. Um, was great for me, you know, me and man, I'm asking questions. So I'm asking questions, so many questions at the end of the workout. Um, and she kind of like find a king, he found a king to me and kind of brought me under his wing. Um, and he's been good to me ever since. How'd you connect with him initially? Uh, so through West Coast Elite. So, okay. uh, my guy, Justin Downer, he was this, uh, the associate director of West Coast Elite. Phil Beckner hit him. Um, and Downer, man, is always trying to look out for me. So he hit me to connect me with Phil. Um, and then that's kind of how we connected. In terms of the path, right now you have another year at Fullerton coming up. You're going to be a manager, travel with the team, do a lot of stuff with Cal State Fullerton. But what's the path to becoming a D1 head coach in your eyes? How is it all going to go down in the next few years? Man, that's actually a question that every coach that I've reached out to, uh, I've asked that same question, kind of like what's like the the perfect path? What I've learned is that it's not necessarily a perfect path. It's just – getting your foot in the door and what you do when you get your your foot in the door so for me the the path that I'm creating is um, do these next two years um, as a student manager um, work my butt off add some value to myself um, and hopefully get like a GA spot grind 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 uh, get an op spot director of of basketball operations um, and then hopefully man get an assistant coaching spot and then work my way up from there yeah, and then climb the ladder. So in terms of Fullerton, you came on a little bit late this past season, but mm-hmm. you were still a manager. Talk to me a little bit about your day-to-day tasks and just what you did with the team and just how helpful that's been. Um, so for me, man, I, I'm, I do whatever is, is asked to me. Um, my day-to-day tasks will probably be just kind of being in the gym with the guys every day, uh, probably from around 12 to 4. Um, and college guys, unfortunately, like to work at night. Uh, so coming in at night, man, and just grinding with the dudes. Um, and whenever we have practice, uh, being at practice, rebounding, uh, helping the drills, somebody slips, man, wiping the floor, just the, the, the real grimy stuff that you have to do uh, to get your foot in the door. And then what about next year? I know you're going to take on a larger role, travel with the team mm-hmm. a little bit more. Has your role for next year been discussed at all, and is it going to change, or is it just more of this grinding? Um, it's not necessarily uh, changing, I wouldn't say. Um, I would just say kind of um, it'll evolve. And it'll be more because yeah, you're going to be, be traveling yeah, cause, cause you're not, yeah, a year under your belt. Exactly, so I have more experience. I'm more comfortable. Uh, I kind of know what they do. I think that's the toughest part is like going into a new experience, learning how they do things and operate, and then trying to like get on with that. Um, so, I mean, my, my role is just going to stay the same. I want to be the, the best at my role before I get a bigger role in anything. Um, so, I mean, just be the best manager I could be. You had experience coaching at Long Beach Poly. So, mm-hmm. high school, you had some AAU experience, some experience coaching youth basketball. This was really your first time at a Division One exactly. level. And so, to come on as a manager in January, here we are, almost April. What have you learned about basketball and just what it takes to coach at D1 in that time? Oh, man, <laughs> that's a great question. I think that one thing I learned is that everybody has a role, um, and, and you have to be the best at your role for the betterment of the team. 
Um, and then, like, like also, like, everybody kind of wants to get a bigger, bigger role. Like we talked about, everybody wants to grow. Um, but to get a bigger role, you have to be MVP in your role first. Um, you have to be great at your role to get something else. So that's one thing that I've learned. Um, another thing that I've learned is that I don't know a lot. <laughs> uh, just being around kind of like that program and being around those coaches and, like, that level, um, it's totally different. Like, how they operate, how they do things. Um, like I'm constantly learning every single day. So I think one thing, another thing that I've learned is that I don't know much. So it kind of like got me inspired to, to just keep going, man, and consider this like a lifelong journey. And the story behind you getting the position as manager mm-hmm. is pretty interesting because as a freshman, you were at Willamette up yeah. in Oregon playing basketball. Yeah. Didn't love it there. Transferred yeah. to Fullerton. Yep. And I actually didn't transfer to Fullerton, man. I actually transferred uh, back home to I to Irvine Valley College. Okay. So this is a funny story. <laughs> so I transferred, I transferred back home to uh, Irvine Valley College with aspirations to continue to play basketball um, and to, then to walk on at Cal State Dominguez the next year. Um, I'm at Irvine Valley College playing, uh, kind of playing with the offseason, playing with them in the offseason. Um, then season started. Um, it just kind of wasn't something that I really found a – um, a passion to do at the moment. Um, it was kind of a situation to where I'd rather be coaching than playing. Um, like I was still coaching at Long Beach Poly last year, so it was one of those things where like it's Poly has practice, man. I'd rather be at that practice than be at Irvine Valley practice. So I, I mean, I, I kind of gave it up for the passion of coaching, um, and then I transferred uh, to Cal State Fullerton uh, this past semester. And how'd you get the manager position there? Who helped you? Um, Coach Sprinkle, Coach Danny Sprinkle at Cal State Fullerton, he helped me. Um, he was actually recruiting my point guard last year, uh, Daryl Polk at Long Beach Poly, and we would take him to unofficial visits uh, just to watch the games at Cal State Fullerton. And I built a great relationship um, with him. Um, and this past summer, he called me and wanted to bring me on. I was static, man. I jumped to the opportunity. Some people who are in your shoes will do anything to play basketball at the next level. Mm-hmm. It seemed like maybe after Long Beach Poly, you were in that position, and then quickly that kind of changed, and you moved to coaching pretty fast. Why do Why do you think that change happened? <laughs> That's funny, man. I, I I just think that um, compared to other guys, man, I just wasn't as good. Um, <laughs> That'll certainly you know what do I'm it, saying, yeah. man. I I think that like I was a I was a much better coach than I would have been player. Like I it, I wasn't going to be an NBA guy. Um, so it was more so, man, let's get right into this. Let's get something. Let's get into something that you can be, uh, that you can achieve your goals faster. Um, I started coaching young, so therefore I'm hoping to achieve more at a younger age. It was more so like an investment to a better future rather than just me kind of like just giving it up. Was that a tough realization or was it always kind of in the back of your mind? Oh, I love man. basketball, but I don't, you know, oh, bro. I, I got yes. a ceiling. Yes, it's tough. Um, what makes it easier is just being around the game. So it's not like I just stepped away from the game and just not I'm not playing or involved with basketball at all. Um, it's just now I'm just at a, in a different position. Um, it was a tough adjustment, uh, kind of like an identity thing, to where when you stop playing, it's like, what do you do from here? Like, where do you go? Like, even a, a basketball player that passed 10 years of your life, um, now who am I? Um, but this was, man, I, it was a blessing because now I just kind of stepped into the identity of being a coach. And it seems like you've taken that identity and you've really run with it. Some mm-hmm. people, oh, I'm sad I'm not playing basketball. Yeah. yeah, I want to be a coach. But, you know, it seems like you went from basketball player really quickly to coach, and that's that's really admirable. How about uh, Dedrick Taylor over at Cal State Fullerton, the head coach? You've had a chance now to learn from him. 
What's your relationship like with him, and, and what have you learned from him at the D1 level? Uh, man, Coach Taylor is amazing. Um, he's the best head coach in uh, California. He's the best head right. coach that you want to play for. Um, and just the reason why I say that is just the way he relates to his players. Um, one thing that I've learned um, from him more so, and, and this is even in through conversation, just kind of how he moves um, and, like, his mannerisms, how he acts um, off the court, how he interacts with the players on the court. Um, for me, it's been great experience um, because with me having aspirations to be a, a black head coach, to have the opportunity to learn and see and be around a young black head coach at that has been phenomenal. Um, I don't think he knows what type of impact he's had on my coaching career. It's just he's opened my eyes to so many different things. Um, he's just been great. But the crazy part about this is that we have another gym um, in Coach Smith. <laughs> and shout out to my man, Coach Smith, for getting a job at Cal Poly. Yeah, uh, Coach Coach Smith just yeah, hired yep, at, at yep. Cal Poly. Yeah, he was actually the assistant coach at Cal State Fullerton. Uh, so for me, man, I had two. Um, I had two black head coaches around every single day, uh, and just being around them, being learning from them was phenomenal. And it was, I was blessed to have that experience. You mentioned the black head coach aspect, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you've been following the hirings and the firings that have gone on in college yeah. basketball since uh, a lot of teams' seasons have ended. And I know you're big on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen these tweets, but a lot of people are saying, and rightfully so, black coaches are getting fired and not enough are, are getting hired. Yeah. Is a aspiring young black coach to see that? Is that disheartening? Just thoughts on that. Um, It's not disheartening. Um. So I, 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 this is an interesting topic. What I've learned is that in this business, black head coaches are sometimes have the, not black head coaches, black assistant coaches sometimes have the label as a recruiter. Um, and and with my ignorance, uh, because I'm I'm am new to the I'm new to this whole game, um, and I don't I, I don't want to act like I know everything, but I I think that with us getting the the title as the recruiter, or the label as a recruiter, um, it kind of takes away um, our validation as us being coaches, um, and being able to coach and lead a program. Like yeah, we can get players because the players look like us, but. Uh, we're not getting the opportunity to lead a program. Um, so it hasn't really been disheartening only because, like, you're getting to see this. So, like, you're learning you're learning kind of how to fit in and kind of how to make it happen because it can be done um, because there are black, black head coaches now, so it can be done. You just have to figure out kind of how um, to, to get it done yourself. And like you've mentioned, it's so tough for you because you're a young guy. You, you, you might not have an answer for this, yeah. but... How will you, in the future, separate yourself from a recruiter? Because it seems mm. like a lot of these black That's assistants, like you said, they're known uh, to be a recruiter. What do you think you're going to have to do to show people, yeah, I can recruit because that's such a big part of it, but I'm also a really good X's and O's coach. I'm also a good builder of men. I can be the full package. Yeah. What, what's it going to take for a, a young black kid like yourself to kind of make that happen? That, that's actually a great <laughs> that's question. No, I don't expect no, you to know no, the answer. No, no, that's a great question. I, I, for me, um, the only thing that I can 
one thing I have to do, I have to control what I can control. Um, and, and what I can control is just me becoming a better coach every single day um, because you don't want to be in position to where you, you get the opportunity and you're not ready for the opportunity. So, like, just always, like, being ready before the opportunity gets there. So, like, going to coaching clinics, um, constantly bugging coaches and asking them questions um, to see how they do things because, like, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. I just kind of want to get um, the same success that they've had. So just asking questions. Um, uh as far as the building young men thing i just seems think like you're living, already living life though you know like, like you're already onto that though i mean just 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 living life um i think that the older you get the wiser you get so the wiser you get the more you'll have to tell the next generation so just like trusting god and, and, and trusting that this journey he has for me is for me um and then making sure that i have my eyes and ears open on this journey so therefore i can uh, give back to the people that's come coming behind me five years from now would you rather be a high school basketball head coach or a lower level d1 assistant uh <laughs> I on the spot. I, yeah lower level division one assistant okay um college is your goal yeah i want to be a division one head coach man and i think that from what i've heard um that you want to once you get in, you want to stay in, just grind your way up instead of getting in and leaving and then trying to get back in. I heard that it's tougher to get back in than it is to just stay in. But I do think that um, to get a head coaching job in the, in the future, and I wouldn't say near future, but in the future, um, I think that a lot of ads look for head coaching experience. Um, so if the opportunity presents itself, man, it pres- I'll go with it. Um, but you know, I want to stay in, stay in where I'm at right now. D1 head coach is the goal, as yeah. you repeatedly said. Uh-huh. Do you have a dream job? Is there a dream school that you've kind of always wanted to coach, like at UCLA, USC, Cal um, State Fullerton? A dream job, man, I do. <laughs> My dream job is SC. Um, it's it's weird to say that I say that uh, because, like— Why SC? You grew up rooting for them? Shout out, shout out to my pops. Um— my dad took me to a few SC games when I was younger, and just walking into that stadium or that arena, um, it was amazing. Like, it was amazing. Like, I remember seeing Demar play. You know, like that. That that I think that I can have a um, a real impact. Um, it's kind of close to home, so so living would be cool, man. You're living in LA. You're you're the head coach at USC, uh, so I think that'd be cool. But just the experience and. Uh, the impact that, that I can have on, like, the community and just kind of, like, uh, the SoCal, staying in SoCal, I think is, is cool about that. And SC struggled this year, obviously, but, man, that recruiting class they have coming in, that's the, the stuff of dreams. Jason so, Hart, man. Yeah. Jason Hart is doing a great job over there, man. He's doing a great job. We'll see if they can turn things around. I mean, uh-huh. with those players, I think they will. Exactly. 21 years old, you have a lot of coaching experience, though. What are some of your favorite memories, whether it's as a manager, if there's a practice where you thought you did well, whether it was you leading Long Beach <laughs> Poly practice, or whether you know it's you working with younger kids uh, just in youth basketball, some of your favorite coaching memories? Uh, probably one of my favorite coaching memories is last year, uh, Long Beach Poly versus Oak Park. Um, Long Beach Poly, last year, a lot of people don't know, the tallest player on our team was about 6'2", 6'2", maybe 6'3"-ish. Um, so we were just scrappy, man. We picked up 94 feet. Uh, we locked up. We were tough. We were gritty. We were grimy. Um, and we, we faced a really, really big and really tough Oak Park team. Uh, they had 16 Riley Madden. 
Um, they had a few other really good guys. They had a, they had a, they have a big that's at Santa Clara right now is about six ten. I mean, like I said, man, we're six two. So like like we're going into this game, we're prepping for this game, we're locked in. Like our dudes are locked in. Like um, they're on top of the scout, they're on top of the game plan that we have. Um, when the game time comes around and we stun them. Like, we come out, man, and we play a great game. We end up winning that game. And not anybody got us winning. Not, not, nobody had us winning that game, uh, but we believed in us, and, and that's all that mattered, and, and, and we got the W. And that was one of the best coaching experiences um, of my life, just to get those guys on the same page and to get those guys to believe um, in one goal and stay together throughout those 32 minutes. Um, it was amazing to see. What was that week of practice like with Coach Diggs? <laughs> um, so, so like I said, man, one thing that's really good is that Coach Diggs allows me to coach. Um, so, like, like, we went through the scout, um, and just like that week of practice, man, like, we were so locked in. Like, um, we're going through the scout every day, um, and, and we're doing different drills for the scout every day, and, like, our guys are so locked in. And, and, and Shell... When Shell comes with energy, like like when he's pumped, man, we're pumped. So like he was just pumped like that whole week, and like I, I he couldn't wait for the game, man. We just kind of went out there, and um, we played with the energy that he had. Twenty years from now, say you are a Division One coach, uh-huh. describe your style. What do you think you're gonna be like? Um, I'm gonna be very intense. Um, I'm gonna be very relatable. Um, I'm gonna be very sociable. Um, we're going to run up and down. We're going to pick up 94 feet. We're going to get in the pass lanes. Um, we're going to be exciting, man. We're going to be, every player on the team is going to be confident. They're going to feel like they're the best player in the world uh, because the coaching staff is going to believe in them like that. Um, we're going to love each other. I, I, one thing that I really pride myself on is just um, whatever kind of having a head coaching experience. Um, it's just my teams really love each other, uh, real family-oriented. So that's what I want to bring to the head coach and the head coaching job, the hopeful head coaching job yeah, that we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. It's just bringing like a, fam- a family atmosphere, family environment, um, and just kind of everybody holding each other accountable uh, to one goal, wanting to be better every single day. Mentioning love, that's so important. 20 years ago, like Bobby Knight didn't create a family atmosphere. Yeah. Those guys worked really hard because he was a, you know, an a hole, <laughs> not for sure. <laughs> and what's, but, but but what's crazy though, man? But like now, a, now though, you, the people our age, it's that's what it's all about. Though, look at the Red Sox this year. I'm a big baseball fan. Alex Cora, the manager over there, uh-huh. after they lost that terrible game in extra innings to the Dodgers, they came together. Everyone was crying. They said, "I love you." It's might sound soft to some old timers, but right now, I think to really connect to players our age and players younger than yeah. us, you, you have to. Love is important. It's, which no, is it's weird. very important, man. Like, like the one thing that people don't get, and this is something that that I kind of experienced as a player. If the player doesn't feel that you care for them, um, whatever you say, they're kind of just gonna shut it out yeah. in a sense. Like, if a player knows that you're riding for them, man, you genuinely care for them, and you love them as a person, you can attack them, man, you can scream and yell, you can scream, cuss them out, because they know it's coming from a, a spot of love, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, they know that you genuinely care for their success. So players are more keen to kind of having those type of people hold them accountable. Um, and, 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 like, if you want to get through to anybody, man, they have to 
think that you care for them. Uh, you don't want to be kind of like you said, uh, a hole to anybody. Uh, you just <laughs> yeah, want to be genuine it, and a nice person. It, it's worked in the past for sure, but I think today it, it's a little bit different. Exactly. A few more questions for you, Ruben. Uh, you saw Tom Izzo, I'm sure, kind of ream. Yes, sir. I um, loved it. Yeah. Before you, I loved it. Okay. Because uh-huh. you're right. I think he's coming from a place of love, and that's what a, pe- a lot of people don't understand. But what's crazy, man, is that all he's doing is holding players accountable. Yeah, the guy didn't like, run back on defense. No, but it, like, accountability leads to success. If he were to let that go and they lost the game, or did they lose the game? No, they won. But, but I, 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 And they lost the game, then it's like, come on. Um, but accountability leads to success, man. I love that he went after him, and I love that the players responded back. Yeah, and I love what he said after the game, too. My bad. It's one and done time. There's yeah. no there's no my exactly. bad. None of that, man. Yeah. You, you, you got to win. Every possession counts, um, and I'm going to hold you accountable to the standard because we want to have success. Yeah, and I think that's the majority opinion now, but there were some people who tweeted, oh, I can't wait for Soft, this coach to be out Soft. of the game. Yeah, Soft. so loving is important, and creating a culture of love is important, but you got to be you hold your guys accountable. accountable. Yes, yeah. sir. So I, I agree with that for sure. So let's take it back uh, to just kind of early roots for you with basketball. You mentioned your dad getting you into SC. Who kind of got you into basketball? Because for me, journalism, sports journalism, that was my dad. My mm-hmm. dad got me into this, and this is why I do it. Who helped you develop this love for basketball? Youth sports. Um, so yourself. at the park. I, w- I would, yeah, I wouldn't even say like – um, kind of like nobody like put me on basketball gotcha. uh, because my, my dad was a baseball dad so my dad played baseball growing okay. up so like I played baseball growing up uh, excuse me but just like the youth sports man um, I just love the game I love competing I love uh, the emotions that, that the game of basketball brought you um, so that that's kind of what, what got me playing and then Ruben the last thing for you we all know your basketball goals do you have any other goals just kind of in life that you want to accomplish? Yes, um, <laughs> but this does have to do with basketball, though. Okay. Um, I, I want to start a youth league, a youth basketball league in Long Beach. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we didn't really talk about Long Beach. Yeah. That's where you're from. Uh-huh. The, the connection of people from that city yeah. is incredible. Oh, my God, man. Um, you're, so, yeah, sorry to cut you off. No, all I, good. I forgot to ask you about Long Beach because that's clearly for the vast majority of people who are from there connected yeah. to sports. Man, they love that place. It's this not. Long Beach people have pride in Long Beach. Yep. If you're from Long Beach, man, you're going to say you're from Long Beach with your chest out. And you're going to say it loud and proud because that's just what it is, man. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want to create a, a youth league sometime in the future, a basketball youth league in Long Beach. Um, just I just want to have a, a true impact on my community, man. Like, um, it's not. I, I want the next generation. Um, to say that they've been a part of something that we've done. Um, and when I say we, I mean guard skills training. Um, like They've been a part of something that we've done. So I really, I really, 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 really uh, want to get a youth basketball league going on sometime soon in the next few years. So that's Coach Rube. We'll check in on some of these lofty goals that he has yes, down sir. the line. D1 basketball coach wants to start a youth league and just a bunch of other stuff along the way. Ruben Williams, thank you so much My for joining Connor. me. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, bro. Thanks for having me, man.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.